my environment has always been something that um has been very important to me from a young age and I don't know if that's my star sign of cancer uh, kicking in with sort of loving home and loving and nurturing space um but it it is something that I have always sort of dreamt of from a young age I used to kind of look at photos of homes and creating my own space and living in my own space um and I've been very lucky enough to um have that in my recent years and I wanted to really delve into the ways that we can make our home no matter what situation we're in uh even if we don't have a permanent home or a settled or a home that we've settled into um I really wanted to talk about the ways in which we can really create a nourishing environment wherever we may be and so that's what today's episode is going to be all about creating a sacred space so creating a sacred space first of all I'm going to introduce myself um thank you to all of you guys who have been tuning in it's been uh, such an incredible journey with this podcast I really it wasn't ever anything that I planned um but I really love to share and talk about everything to do with mind body soul stuff um um really kind of inspired by my own experiences and experience that I've had working with with people over the past few years so I currently work in natural healing offering nutritional therapy reiki and yoga I also hold wellness events such as listening circles crystal healing workshops and I have a vision board workshop and essential oils workshop coming up in a really beautiful location in London um in Notting Hill on March the 4th Sunday March the 4th so if you feel called cool to join any of those there are a few tickets left and you can find all of my work plus the events on my website lifespacehealing.com and uh yeah you can also find any of my contact details on there so if anybody wants to get in touch um or share your story which has been beautiful because i've been receiving so many incredible responses from you guys and emails with you guys of how much you will resonate through different episodes that i've posted up on here and that has really been the whole point uh, of this podcast is to lift any stigmas off of subjects that we seldom talk about in today's society uh with also trying to spread the awareness on uh holistic healing and all the ways that we can really nurture and empower um ourselves so today yes i'm going to be focusing on creating a sacred space so when looking at health um I really love to look at everything as a whole, the universe as a whole. We are a whole. Everything is one and and connected. And as much as our physical health is important, so is our mental, so is our emotional, um and then of course so is our environment. So typically in naturopathic nutrition when we look at a person's health, we are not just looking at the disease or the symptoms at all we are actually looking at the person as a whole and the whole body systems and how they are functioning because that uh can affect our whole body's functioning um and we don't just look at the person we look at their um so, sorry we don't just look at the physical health of that person but 
uh, we look at the um, emotional health, the mental health and the environment in which that person's living in. So it totally makes sense to um, do, our, do the best that we can to assist our physical, mental and emotional bodies in the environment that we are presently living in. And it is so great to be able to have the choice to try to make our environment the most nurturing possible. Now, creating a sacred space can mean anything to, to anyone. But for me, it means being able to <clears throat> come into a space where I feel peace, where I'm able to feel stillness, where I'm able to recharge, breathe, recuperate a space I'm able to re-nurture and re-nourish myself especially living in a city like London that can feel quite hectic um, with super fast-paced energy and a lot of kind of uh, action and, and energy of being on the go it can feel quite harsh we're also exposed to so many different energies so many people around uh, the city can be quite crowded polluted so coming home for me is where I am able to create that sacred space. And it's really an opportunity for me to recharge my batteries. And it is my time where I'm able to switch off from the outside world and regather. It's quite interesting because I have in the past and also actually recently met a few people who say they hate going home um, or they really don't enjoy being at home. And when they get home, they get more stressed out uh, and their home is not really a nourishing or nurturing environment. This can be for various different reasons. Uh, whether it is the people or family that you live with, um, whether it's the actual physical space that you live in. Um, there are many things that can affect this, but there are many things that we can do to also change this. Remember that we always have choice. So when I first moved into my own place, when I was moving out of my family home, <clears throat> um, at the end of, of living in my family home, it was really just me and my mother living in the same place that once all seven of us used to live in. That's four of my siblings and my father. Um, my father and eldest two siblings moved back to the Middle East. My parents got a divorce when I was 14 and my youngest brothers went to university in Boston. So for a very long time, it was me and my mother. The family house that I grew up in no longer felt safe. Uh, it no longer felt nurturing. It was a very dark space. It was an unhappy space. It was a very destructive space. Um, it did no help in 
uh, trying to lift me up or nurturing me and I was stuck in a very destructive way. So after several years of living like that, uh, I decided I really needed a change and I needed to get out. Thankfully, with the support of my father, I was able to do that. Um, and for me, that was a huge opportunity to finally create the space that I had been longing for. And again, this was, with all the help that I had, this was still a very scary decision for me and it was a very big scary change and again there are definitely ways that we can uh, make these um, have these choices and make these changes regardless of the help that we are receiving we uh, we can transform whatever our reality is at the time um, to what we need it to be this was just the kind of experience that I went through and the kind of steps that I went through but I'm going to be talking about how we can create this uh, feeling of a safe space and a sacred space and wherever we may be even if that's in our bedroom in our uh, a bedroom still within our family home or um, in a rented out house with flatmates uh, etc um, and then also the ways that we can translate that to wherever we are, even if it's traveling, even if it's on the tube, even if it's be whilst being homeless, uh, jumping from place to place, because really a lot of home also is, is, uh, is so much of what we carry within as well, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit more detail. So I decided that when I moved into my new place, I wanted it to be light and bright. That was something that we didn't have so much of in our family home. There wasn't that much natural light shining through. The colors were really dark. The paint was really dark. And I was going through a lot of transformation at the time, um, going through therapy, really dealing with wounds and opening up. And a lot was shifting and changing and transforming in my life. And so I wanted this to be the, um, something that really helped assist that and really reflect that. And I was just craving light. So I made sure that I was attracted to, or not made sure, I was just naturally attracted to anything that had light. So I, um, yes, so I uh, stuck with very light colors, very neutral colors. So very light gray walls. Gray can be quite a peaceful uh, and very neutral color, light gray with white paint, light wood floors. Um, and uh, thankfully, being of a south facing apartment, there's a lot of there was a lot of light, even though I'm at the back of a building. Um, there's a lot of light coming in from both sides of the apartment. And that is one of the main things that drew me to it. So with moving in, there was a little bit of cosmetic work that had to take place. And I really enjoyed doing that because it was all I used to do online is just look at houses on uh, on the property market and dream of what my home was going to look like one day and sit on Pinterest. I still sit on Pinterest for hours and look at home and interior things. And it's, again, I think a very natural trait of um, of, a, of somebody who loves nurturing, but especially Cancerians. So our star signs seem to really kind of love 
love the shell, love the home. Um, I'm a very, very massive homebody. It's where I like to spend a lot of my time. Uh, I also work from home. So again, making sure that that space is nurturing, as nurturing as possible is so important to me. Um, so bearing in mind the kind of colors that can affect us and the light and, and, and things like that, um, there are ways that we can play around with that. Um, so just allowing for more, uh, light to shine through, keeping the blinds open. If we don't have a lot of natural light, maybe changing the actual, uh, interior colors to very light neutral colors, especially if it's a small space. I find it's really beautiful to keep everything light and airy because it can make the, f the space then feel a lot lighter and open and airy. Um, I try to keep it as clean as possible. I can be very messy and creative in my house. So uh, it's something that my partner is always um, having a go at me about. But uh, I've always been a very creative, messy person. Um, but I've been learning a lot about also keeping my things tidy and getting rid of a lot that I don't want to. Um, so I... Yes. So um, that's another huge thing. So we have the interior shell, the light that comes through, the lightness of the furniture and the colors. But if we don't have access to that, one of the greatest things we can do is start to declutter. And I find it very random times of the year, um, not random, actually, very interesting times of the year, spring, beginning of the year, um, end of the year, my body will all of a sudden, sometimes even when I'm ill or cleansing, because when we cleanse our, it's very interesting actually, our, again, our external world so heavily reflects our internal, internal world. And um, if we tend to kind of cling on to things or hoard uh, or we find our um, external reality quite messy and, and clogged up. It can really be reflective of our internal, what's going on uh, in, in our internal bodies. And a lot of Chinese medicine um, uh, talks about this. A lot of holistic health talks about this. So funnily enough, sometimes when I do body cleanses, liver cleanses or whatever it may be, a detox, um, I then start to find how much I want to clear up my environment around me. And this happened majorly for me last year where during my I was doing a really big cleanse and then during my cleanse I just I woke up one day and I was like I need to cleanse every single corner of this house and I started with my wardrobe and then my bookshelves and my kitchen and I just realized how much stuff I had accumulated and I was generally in shock it was just so much and I looked at it all and I just thought, this is incredibly absurd and so entirely unnecessary. And it was so reflective of my um, feelings of unsafety and insecurity to survive in this world that I was really hanging on to so many things. And these are traits, by the way, that really resonate with the root and sacral chakra, which are necessary, uh, which govern fear and basic survival needs, etc. And that's something that I've always sort of had. Um, 
So really kind of in the, the groin and the lower back area. And so I, I looked at everything and I just thought, gosh, I, I really do not need this. And I started to fill up bags and I took about 10 bags to the charity shops nearby me. Um, there were so many things and I made a vow to myself that from that day forward, I was no longer going to unnecessarily purchase products um, that one, I really didn't need and two, didn't serve the environment. And I made it, from that day forward, I started to look further into sustainable brands, um, brands that were actually helping to also make a positive impact on the earth or not destroy the earth. And I thought, if I want to buy anything more, I want to buy that stuff. If I need to buy, not I want. And really, I don't need to buy anything. I have enough. I am enough. And... I found this a very incredibly powerful message because it really opened my eyes up even more to the ways in which advertising and these large corporations and big brands really work to make us feel insecure, to make us feel that we need these products and, and things to, um, to be happy, to feel enough, to exist. The bigger house, the better cars, the clothes, the this, the makeup, the a million products. And, and I just thought, what the hell is all of this shit? This is fucking ludicrous. Excuse my language, but it is fucking mental. And again, I decided from that day forward, I no longer wanted to be a um, puppet to these large brands and corporations. I, uh, I wanted to really empower myself and know that I am enough with or without these things. And that's what's more important, how I feel from within, not what these billboards and advertisements are screaming out to me. All these L'Oreal because I'm worth it and maybe it's Maybelline and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like, this is the new bag that will make you feel part of a trend and blah 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 <clears throat> it also made me feel quite angry at how much waste really goes into the fashion industry oh sorry how much waste the fashion industry produces how much waste in general we produce there's a great documentary called wasteland um, I think you can find on Netflix that goes into a lot more detail on this. Looking at things like plastic and clothing and all this unnecessary accumulation of stuff we don't really need. So look at the space that you live in. Look at the accumulation of stuff that you carry with you. How is that reflecting your internal self? How is that reflecting you? How much of it do you need? What would happen if we started to lighten our load? Um, how much more money would we be saving? <laughs> How much more money would we be saving? How many of these big businesses would go out of, out of business? So decluttering space is hugely essential 
to decluttering our minds, to unloading the baggage. And that I'd say would be number one for creating a sacred space. Another way that I really enjoy uh, creating a space is by having at least one plant in the room. It could be a tiny little green plant. Um, I have just one in my living room and it just really kind of helps to bring a, an air of freshness and a piece of nature in. Um, but most of all, Another thing that I really love to do is when I do come back home, I try to create an environment that makes me want to come back home. So decluttered, tidy, um, no hoarding, light colors, simple furniture, stuff that really eases the mind. Think about all of your sensories that are being overloaded with everything that you take in on a daily basis, especially with living in a city. If you live in the middle of a countryside or in nature, what a dream. <laughs> that is the goal um, for me. <laughs> Just absolute dream. But if you do live in a city and your, your mind is constantly working with all this sensory overload, it can be super beneficial to create quite a neutral space at home so that you feel that lightness <clears throat> and so that the the mind can calm down. Um, if you're able to input dimmable lights, that also can really help as when it goes from daylight to sunset, it can be super nice to then turn the lights down low with that so you're not being exposed to such a harsh light when you come home. Um, that again, stimulates the nervous system to kind of be alert and produce cortisol and wake up. So uh, if you don't, maybe invest in a little lamplight or two or candles, um, some nice soy-based uh, or proper beeswax candles that you can light in the house. This creates a really beautiful atmosphere. You can also get electric candles. They're battery operated and they look like candles, but there's no flame. So those can be quite safe can be very safe if you don't want to have an open flame if you have children or you just don't want to have an open flame they, they create a really lovely atmosphere as well so usually when I get home I will put all the lights down low uh, it's something that I've like really been instilling in my boyfriend because when he you, when he used to come to mine at the middle of the, in not in the middle of the night but at night time and he'd come over and we'd both be coming in from dinner he'd he'd turn on all the lights on full blast and I'd be like whoa <laughs> It's so dark outside. It's it's the way that our, you know, we should really try to, to, if we're not able to live in nature, in the wild, we should at least try to um, recreate that in our environments as much as we can because this is really healthy for the circadian rhythm, for our sleep rhythm, for our sleep and wake up. So coming back home, I like to put on the lights really low on a really dim setting. And again, if you don't have that, just invest in a few lamp lights where you can keep the lights off, but have a few candle lights going. Um, and then I'll start to burn some incense. So Nag Champa is a really beautiful one. Uh, it's an Indian incense, all natural, made from different herbs and spices. Um, and it's super beneficial. It creates really a really nice peace and calm. 
Um, I appreciate some people really don't like the smoke or the smell of certain incense. I personally really love the smell of this one. But another way that we can also help create a nurturing, welcoming um, space is through aromatherapy. So if it's not incense, and aromatherapy has the ability to work on us mentally, emotionally and physically. Um, again, this is going to be something that I go into in a lot more detail um, in my essential oils workshop on March the 4th, which you can find on my website, lifespacehealing.com. Um, but aromatherapy can be a really beautiful way also to create a space. Think about when you go into a spa or if you've ever been into a spa, the smells are just, you know, instantly unwinding and relaxing and soothing. And that is the, the work of aromatherapy. So if you don't like smoke, or you don't want to have something smoking out the house, um, with incense, you can also just burn a bit of oil either in a, a essential oil in a diffuser, which you can find online, um, or in a little oil burner, whereby you'd put a bit of water in the top, um, mixed with the essential oils and put a little candle, a tea light candle underneath, and that will heat it up and, and slowly diffuse the aromatic fragrances into the air. So the essential oils that I really like to use, um, brands that I really love are Absolute Aromas, um, they're really high quality and really great essential oils. Tisserand can be quite good. Um, natural by nature can be pretty good. And then there's doTERRA, although I find doTERRA the most expensive. And I know it's the one most commonly used, but it's definitely the most expensive. Absolute Aromas is probably my number one favorite. Um, but yeah, just try and find a health store and, and sniff and smell which ones you're attracted to. And those are the ones that you usually need at the time. So I like at nighttime, I like to put a little of the softer floral scents. So lavender, jasmine, frankincense is really beautiful um, for, uh, for grounding. It's a really calming one as well. Um, and then in the daytime, if I have any essential oils burning on the daytime to help enliven and awaken, I use the more citrusy ones. So grapefruit, lemon, um, things like that. So aromatherapy is really beautiful for that. Um, sometimes then I'll also put on some lovely healing music. Um, so I recently... Um, was given as a gift a little portable speaker which is great because I've never owned one and it's like changed my life it's this tiny little speaker um, from Bose and it was a gift and I think it costs like 150 pounds I know you can get cheaper ones or some people have a whole speaker system in their house but I would literally it's bluetooth so connect my laptop to it and put create a spotify playlist so spotify is a music platform where you can pretty much uh, listen to any music and I have a subscription with them because I use it for everything. I use it in healing sessions, I use it during my um, events and so it's been really helpful because I can access any songs I want and also create playlists. So I've created some really lovely relaxing playlists um, on there that I'd usually like to put on when I come home depending on my mood um, so I turn the lights down low, have my candles, have my aromatherapy going, have the music playing, especially and even if it's just me. And that's another thing that I really want to talk about is don't wait for someone to do this for. Do it for you because you are so worthy of that. 
And I remember years ago when I, I really wanted to attract romance into my life before I before I met my my partner now, um, I was coming out of a relationship and I just, I was really craving romance. I was really craving poetry, candlelight, romance, flowers, all these beautiful, feminine, soft, loving traits. And then I just thought, why not do it for myself? And this really is what began the, the ritual of creating the sacred space at home. I'd get home, I'd light my candles for me, I'd romance myself. And it is so incredibly important to do that because whatever we want to attract, we can give to us, to ourselves. And then once we get that, we can, we vibrate that and we attract that as well. So, um, so yeah, that's been a really, a really um, effective uh way of nurturing me whenever I enter my space again um I also quite like to go onto YouTube and play sometimes actual sound healing frequencies using solfeggio scales which are a um, set of frequencies founded way back when uh, to heal specific areas of the body or specific ailments or traits of the body and a really nice channel for this on YouTube is called meditative mind and these are the sound frequencies frequencies that I will usually play during my healing sessions. So when I'm doing Reiki, I will usually pick one that I intuitively feel will uh, be great for that session. And I will play it a lot of the time if I'm ill or if I feel out of balance or if I just want something calming and relaxing. I will also use uh, any one of these that I feel will uh, help support me at that time. So that's a beautiful way that we can uh, incorporate all these um, gifts of, of, of healing that we have access to. Uh, another thing that I also really love to do is then after I get home, after a long day of work, and sometimes a lot of the time I'm working from home, so I find it very important when I'm at home all day to then finally switch up the environment to the one that I just described um, at a point. So I've had to be very strict with my work routine. So at, at, at 7 p.m. it is strict shutdown, sometimes even at six. And I'm like, right, that's it. Enough. Shut the laptop, shut the phone. Now it's time for me. It's time to nourish, prepare my food, um, catch up with friends uh, or just chill out. So um, as well as doing all the lighting and the aromatherapy and the music, etc., I will then sometimes just run a bath um, or have a hot shower, run a bath um, and infuse it with delicious sea salts. And I like to use the ones from a company called West Lab. They do a nice different blend of sea salts with herbs as well for different varying ailments. Um, and otherwise, there's a, another brand called the Eco Bath, which is salts mixed with specific essential oils. Um, and I put about a cup or a handful into the into a um a warm running bath into a hot to warm running bath, and then add my essential oils of choice. Sometimes in a carrier oil if they can be quite sensitive on the skin, or sometimes just neat into the bath. <clears throat> so you really want to check with that because some um essential oils in the bath can be irritating to the skin. So you would need to dilute it with a carrier oil such as coconut oil or almond oil. Um, and then add it to the bath. But again, this is just the incredible powers of aromatherapy and how much it can really help to uh, unwind and relax 
the physical and mental and emotional bodies. Um, I'll then like really implement my kind of self-care routine of um, putting my body oils on. And the beautiful thing about having a bath with oils, uh, especially putting some almond oil there, is that <clears throat> if you shower beforehand and then get into a bath, you, you, you come out already moisturized. So that's like your moisturizer done. And I love doing that. Um, but I did post actually just before this episode, I posted a whole episode on skin and I talk a lot about my bath and body and skincare products that I use. So you can check that one out as well. And it goes into a lot more detail. Um, so again, yeah, it's just creating this time for me to re-nurture myself. I'll then spend time to, um, prepare a lovely meal, um, a lovely nourishing meal for myself and then, uh, enjoy that and maybe put on my favorite shows or um, do some reading and get into bed and cuddle up with my doggy. Now, I understand that this sounds ideal, especially if you live alone because you don't have the interruptions of family or children or flatmates or etc. And it's something that I stress to my clients as much as possible is if that is difficult for you, if it is difficult to find um your your time it is really an essential exercise to start creating that time for you even if it's just an hour a day when you come home to take the time to take that time out for you for nobody else but you and you explain to the people living with you this is my time and I call it god or goddess time and it is really a time to just do something that is refueling your tank. Um, sometimes that's not at home. Sometimes that can be going and doing a, a beautiful yoga class or going for a walk in nature or something that's really lighting you up, that's making you feel good. Not something that you should do like, oh, I should be going to the gym now because I can't get enough time. That's uh, It can be very nurturing, but not when we're looking at it from um from a perspective of uh should um it's really something that we want to do that we can be doing in this hour of our time to just re-nurture and refuel especially for mamas and mothers who dedicate so much of their time to their children to their husbands to the family to the home it can be exhausting it can feel incredibly exhausting. So just taking the time out for yourself, going and doing some meditation, even if that's just lying in bed or going to a meditation class or, um, but trying to create that because the environment that we create for ourselves really affects our own well-being and that really vibrates onto the well-being of everybody around us. So especially if you're um, a mother or a parent or a father, um, it can be a really great way to uh, to be able to give that back to those around us that we are giving to every day is by giving to ourselves first. So create that time for you. Create that space for you. An hour a day. It can be in the morning before everything happens, when everyone's asleep or in the evenings. Um, but make that time for yourself. Another thing that I really like to do for the energy in a household is saging. Now, sage is a herb 
Um, but the ritual of smudging, which is burning sage, actually stems from uh, Native Americans that use it in rituals for cleansing um, any energy, either of the person's aura or of the space. And it is something that I have just been doing for many years, um, throughout my years of always being drawn to Native American culture. I uh, really have um, just always been into all their medicines and herbs and ceremonies, etc. So saging now, uh, there's a lot more um, awareness around it. You, you probably uh, may have come across it. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people do it. And uh, I tend to sell sage here at my events in my space. Um, but uh, you can also find it online if you just search for I find Californian white sage um, really effective because they smoke a lot. Um, you can get the mini bundles if you do have a small space and you don't want to set the fire alarms off, which happens all the time at mine. But I, I still do it. <laughs> I'm sure I annoy all the neighbors, but I still do it. Um, and... I will do a separate episode on the rituals of smudging and how to effect effectively smudge to clear your uh, energetic, to clear the energy of your space and of your own aura. But um, typically when saging or smudging a space, it's very important to leave doors and windows open so that the energy that you're clearing through the smoke of the, of the herb uh, is being carried outside. So that's a way that we actually are able to clear. And when I'm saging or smudging, I do set intentions and prayers to help transmute any negative energy into positive energy. So I'll usually say a prayer with it to just help this, to call in the spirit of sage to allow me to uh, cleanse any stagnant or negative energy that is no longer serving us. Um, and you typically take it around to every corner of the room, um, every corner of each room and do it that way. So, uh, so yeah, I really like working with sage. And, and actually, scientifically, also, it's shown that sage, the smoke of sage, um, can be, uh, can affect the ionic structure of the air, the ionic compound of the air from positive ions to negative ions, which has a much better impact on our overall health, mental and physical. So you can read more about negative ions and why it's so beneficial. Um, that's a really great way, again, that we can just really transmute the actual energy in the space. So this is actually a really great way if you do live in a toxic environment. Saging is really, um, can, it can be very, very efficient for that. Very, very efficient. Uh, just sneakily one day, if, you know, people are out, you, you're at home with your flatmates, just go around and, and sage the house. And if anybody asks what you're doing, just kind of giggle and carry on. Um, it's a really nice way to instantly lift the energy of a space, um, to, to instantly kind of cleanse the energy of a space. And another one is Palo Santo, um, which is a wood from South America, also burned within rituals and ceremonies. Um, and it's a smaller piece of wood, and you can find this online. I also sometimes sell it at my space. But Palo Santo is a really nice one for purification, um, but mostly protection. So I like to burn sage, and I always go for whichever one I feel drawn to. If I feel like my, my space w needs more Palo Santo. I work very intuitively. So if I feel like my space needs protection, I'll burn Palo Santo, which has a really beautiful aroma. Um, or if I feel like my space needs heavy cleansing, especially because I do a lot of healing work in my space, I, I sage after every um, healing session that I have. 
before and after. So, um, yeah, I'll either alternate or do both sage and palo santo, one after the other. Um, and that's just a really beautiful way that we can work on the energy. Another really nice thing that I've added for, um, for more the kind of energetic therapeutics of, um, of creating a sacred space is crystals. So I've always worked with crystals um, and I do a crystal healing workshop and I absolutely love crystals and they are vibratory tools uh, just as much as sound and essential oils are. These all fall under the category of vibrational medicine. Um, but crystals are a really nice, nice um, way to also uh, send energy into the atmosphere that can be um, super uh therapeutic depending on what crystal we are drawn to and what crystal we choose so in my living room i have a large piece of selenite um and a large amethyst and the larger crystals are great for for keeping in a room because they're able to emit more of their beautiful uh vibrations and frequencies it is very important when you work with crystals to always cleanse your your crystals um, because they absorb energy, so they absorb any kind of negative energy that no longer that we no longer need. They absorb the energy of anybody that's kind of touched them, so cleanse them and program them um, to do what they need to do, and also charge them, um, charge them in either sunlight or moonlight, and that's a really great way for crystals to work effectively. But that is something that we go uh into a lot more detail again in my crystal healing workshops, which think I'll be doing the next one sometime mid-March so you can uh, keep up to date with all the events on my website um, where I update it frequently but uh, another form of crystal or combination of materials that really helps to again transmute the negative energy into positive energy in the in the environment as well as the ionic compound from positive ions to negative ions in our environment is using a um not sure if device, uh, an object uh, known as organite. And organ energy was something that was founded by a um, doctor called Wilhelm Reich. And he was a, I think, psychiatrist or physicist, I think psychiatrist. And he uh, founded in the early 1900s that organ, um, well, that energy was able to be produced from a mixture of specific materials put into resin that once the resin that when the resin would shrink would create pressure on these materials and generate energy that he named organ energy which is really the same energy as um universal life force energy which is what we use in reiki which is what is also known as chi in chinese medicine or ki in japan um or prana in india um but he named this organ energy and so what it is, is it's really a blend of specific metals, um, copper, etc., with a quartz crystal um, placed in a resin mold, mold covered in resin. When the resin, um, when the resin dries, it shrinks and it creates pressure. So this pressure applied to quartz crystals is uh, known as the piezoelectric effect. And again, this is something that we talk about a lot in the crystal healing workshops and um through this pressure, the crystal is able to generate energy. So actually, quartz crystals are found in so much of our smart technology today, from our watches to smartphones to laptops 
due to this ability to be able to generate energy. And Nikola Tesla in the early 1900s did a lot of work on this. Um, this is how he founded natural energy. And uh, he really liked to refer to crystals as living beings because of this purpose, because of this reason. So Orgonite is um, especially great because whilst it emits this incredible life force energy, which is very healing to us. So we have this life force energy within us and this life force energy um, really um, uh, what's the word? So this life force energy is, is everywhere. Basically, it's 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 what gives um, our entire universe life Um Everything, living everything around us is life force energy. And this is what Reiki works with. When we get ill or stuck or we are influenced by our environment and our food and our diet and lifestyle choices, um, this energy can become stagnant. And that can cause disease or dis-ease. Uh, things become blocked up. Um, it might manifest itself emotionally, physically. This is why we do a lot of, uh, this is why yoga can be really great because it really works on the proper energy flow in the body because it's working with our chakras and our energy systems. As much as it's a physical practice, yoga has so much more to it. Um, Reiki also is is the, ha you know, a, a healing hands-on or hands-off healing treatment that allows this flow of life force energy to sort of uh, push its way through the, the client to help unblock any blockages. Acupuncture works in this way. Tai Chi works in this way. So uh, this is not a new concept. It's a very ancient practice and it's one that um, was a lot more common and is a lot more common in, in the Eastern world. But there is so much wisdom to it and so much truth to it um, that it is making a reemergence nowadays as um, as a great tool for healing and for health. So... Um, so organite is a really a really great object for uh transmitting this organ energy into a space but also because of its other materials um it is able to to uh really transmute negative energy into positive so unlike crystals you don't really have to um uh cleanse them although sometimes i still do uh they're kind of self cleansing um you can still charge them and that would be really great but uh, yeah, there was a huge movement, I think, called the Orgon movement in the 60s, where loads of hippies were, because they're really good at also um, negating any um, uh, electromagnetic frequencies from things like telephone um, lines and Wi-Fi and TVs and all those kind of things. Um, a lot of hippies went around burying Orgon, uh, Organites into um, under telephone towers to just to just help uh, our environment. So again, if you work around um, electronic devices a lot um, or have Wi-Fi in your home or TV, it's a really nice thing to add to your space. Uh, again, if you live in a toxic environment or one that's destructive, it's a really beautiful way to be able to create the sacred space. And you can get uh, mini ones that you can also keep in your pocket on you. Sometimes I keep crystals on me for this reason, um, protective crystals black tourmal um black obsidian tourmaline hematite those are all very protective and grounding crystals that can be very beneficial but again with crystals go for whatever you're drawn to that's usually the one that you need at that time um our subconscious is very amazing at picking up on the frequencies that we need to help balance it and this is just vibrational medicine this is how vibrational medicine works um 
so yeah, you can typically find Organite on Etsy, the website Etsy.com. There are a lot of awesome people that make them at home and sell them. Um, look for a good trusted seller and ask them as many questions as you need and read about their page and how they make it, etc. Um, I also did a little post on this on my Instagram, Lunar Oniari, which you can find through my website. Um, it's a little pyramid-shaped organ, organite, and um, yeah, I go into a little bit more detail on on the the beauties of working with them. So these are a really great way. Um, these are really great ways that we can create this space at home, and again with the crystals, we can take those with us and, uh, kind of maintain that energetic balance wherever we may be um so that really helps with traveling and i find that traveling with crystals and essential oils um and maybe even sometimes a candle with me these little things that uh remind me of home or not even remind me of home but just are able to transform a space energetically um really help me whenever i'm away somewhere so yeah, I think essential oils, um, crystals, and then I'll take something that makes me feel really cozy. So like a favorite jumper or um, a little teddy that I might sleep with that just is cu- something comforting um, for when I'm traveling really, really helps a lot of the time. Uh, it might be a photo of family or friends. Um, and it's just, yeah, a really nice way to kind of keep home in my heart. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you have any kind of questions or would like to share any experiences or any thoughts, please contact me. Um, you can say hello at lifespacehealing.com if you want to email me or DM me on Instagram at Lunar Oniari, um, which can be found through my website. All my social media channels can be found through my website, lifespacehealing.com. If you are interested in learning more, um, please check out the events that I have coming up. Um, we talk about all of this stuff and more uh, in, in great detail. So it's a really uh, awesome way to learn, but a really awesome way to also connect with other beautiful like-minded individuals um it's a great space for community and connection so i hope to uh, meet more of you guys soon because i've met so many incredible um people um through these uh through these events and through my work and i'm really so blessed and grateful for that all the time so thank you so much and um yeah i hope you have enjoyed this uh, this episode I'm going to do the same and leave you with my favorite track of the day